0: Welcome to Core Nourishment. I'm Annie Wagner, your host. This podcast is designed to empower, inspire, ignite presence, purpose, and intention in your day. Welcome back to the Core Nourishment podcast with Annie Wagner. I'm your host, and this is episode six. Thank you, everyone who has been actively listening and sharing and supporting me on this podcasting journey so far I am having so much fun and I absolutely love learning so much about all of the guests so far that I've interviewed and can't wait to continue to share their inspiration with all of you. So today's guest is an incredibly beautiful soul, Dina Kavan, a yoga teacher, mom, wife, authentic, courageous, and founder of Rhett's Roost along with her husband Jim. She shares her story, her incredibly heartbreaking and life-changing story, and it's about grief and loss, and yet filled with light, healing, mindfulness, and strength. So I encourage you to tune in. Take a moment, pause. You might want to grab a tissue and enjoy. Thank you. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us. This is the Core Nourishment Podcast with Annie Wagner, and I'm your host. And today I have a very, very special guest with us for episode six, my friend and fellow yogini Dina Kavan. She's a mom, wife, and overall absolutely beautiful soul. Um, she's authentic, courageous, and resilient. And has a really heartbreaking yet life-changing and powerful story to share with us today. Some of you have probably heard of her. She's founder, along with her husband, Jim, of Rhett's Roost. And that's all I'm going to say for now because I want all of you to tune in and hear Dina share her story. So Dina, I know that's kind of a loaded question, especially for all you've experienced, but I'd love to hear how you've become such a, a tremendous healer in our community, and what led you to live your purpose and um, as
1: a healer. Thanks, Annie. Thank you for having me on today, and for everyone listening, thank you. Uh, so as Annie said, um, my life changed drastically uh, a year and a half ago, actually, exactly yesterday. Uh, Well, maybe even four months before that when we found out that my son, Everett, uh, had uh, a very aggressive and rare cancer. He was six months old when we found it, and um, it was very quick. Uh, We basically lived at Children's Hospital for four months, um, and he fought very hard. He went through a surgery that was unprecedented um, because they had never done anything like it where they actually removed his liver entirely uh, and were able to resect the tumor off of the liver and replace just barely uh, 15% of his original liver back in his body, and it did grow back, and there were um, perfect margins, meaning there was no uh, cancer shown in the liver at that time, and we were feeling really optimistic. Uh, but he he continued on with this chemotherapy and with this type of cancer, uh, which I've heard several stories of uh, similar um, situations where uh, the cancer does respond well at first and then uh, basically it t- starts taking over the lungs. And for some reason, the chemotherapy that they use uh, does not affect the cancer in the lungs at all. Uh, and so basically, uh, we, we were told at Boston Children's that they could no longer treat him. And the question I asked was, how do you just go home and give up? Mm. Um, so we didn't really. We we researched some clinical trials. And, and um, we found one at St. Jude's Hospital in Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, we had a glimmer of hope. And we went down there um, thinking that he would qualify. But when we got there, they did a quick scan to check that, and uh, told us that the cancer had filled his lungs up to a third of the capacity, um, and so he would not no longer qualify, and and so we came home. Um, they, they were very wonderful at both hospitals, really, um, amazing, uh, to, to be, you know, at two of the best pediatric cancer hospitals in the, in the country for sure, in the world. Mm. Uh, and we were, we were sent home on a med flight, um, took a, an ambulance ride home. It was February, it was snowing from Pease airport. And, um, His family members from the Midwest came quickly, flew in. Everybody got to say their goodbyes. Mm. And he passed away on February 22nd, 2015, uh, in our bedroom after everyone had left. So it was just Jim and I and Everett. And it was very peaceful. Mm. Um, It was at at sunset, um, about 5.30. And uh, we didn't know and nobody knew that he was passing at that time, but um, uh, we went on Facebook later and there were all these images of the sunset that day Mm. and they were quite amazing that sunset. Um, and so those were very helpful to me and, and, um, not only that, but just, just the outpouring from the community, uh, was just amazing. Um, during, during his treatment, um, my sister started up a GoFundMe account and, uh, I've never seen a GoFundMe account grow like ours did, and Mm. that is just, uh, you know, I still am unsure of where all the money came from because we were just so supported. We did not have to worry about bills. Um, Jim was able to quit his job at the time and uh, just stay at the hospital with us, and that's very... Unique in pediatric cancer because typically um, there's a, there's a lot of cases where people have other children and so one of the parents or the grandparent has to stay with the other siblings while um, you know the the mother is in the hospital and the dad's still working things like that um, yeah. where we didn't we didn't have that it was Jim and I we were both in the hospital we were with our only child and um, we could uh, give him all the attention uh, that he deserved. and And support uh, one another yeah yeah yeah. so um so we just didn't have to think about money and that was huge and and what happened was after he passed um because it was so quick you know the bills were pretty crazy but we didn't we didn't end up having to pay a lot because we had really good insurance Mm. and um luckily from university of new hampshire (laughs) which i also uh, am very grateful for because they kept us on even though i wasn't working at the time um and uh and so we we had this extra money and I, I knew I needed to do something with it that would be, um, you know, useful towards cancer or to, towards childhood cancer or towards um, just Everett's life to yeah. honor him in some way. And, um, you know, we could have done a big donation and that would have been great. But I was thinking about whether I was, you know, how I was going to go back to work at that time. And, and um, it just didn't feel right. And um, I know Annie and I had a little talk about intuition before, and maybe we can talk about it more. But um, my intuition was that uh, I wasn't going to go back to my original job at University of New Hampshire, uh, and they were very supportive again yeah. of that decision. Um, and so a lot of, you know, uh, well, we can talk about bereavement too, but a lot of bereaved mothers uh, definitely need about a year after. Yeah. To really um, get back to a place where they feel like they can give it all <laughs> yeah, <definitely. laughs> after they've been giving so much to their child, mm. uh, and so so for me it was um, it wasn't so much that i I didn't have anything to give um, because maybe because everett's cancer was such. A short period of time, whereas some of these kids fight for years. Yeah, but I felt like I I had something to give, and I had this sum of money that I wanted to use, and and so uh, Jim and I had some conversations about what we could do with that, and uh, and it came down to um, something that I I wanted to actually do something i wanted to be with the kids that have cancer or with the families that had a child with cancer i wanted you know i wanted to to actually be with these people that helped me that healed me and so instead of just a big donation to research which i think is extremely important and there's so many uh, awesome families out there that actually start nonprofits and raise money for research and mm-hmm. i can name them off and and i'm so grateful they exist yeah Uh, But for me, it was it was like I wanted this to be a very active participation for me and um, and not just fundraising. So so what we started was Rhett's Roost. And um, it's basically uh, our mission is to create a sanctuary uh, outside of the hospital in some some natural environment where these families can come to heal, to bring joy back into their lives and to meet other families uh, that have gone through what they've gone through. Uh, And so far things have gone really wonderfully and I'm just really excited about the future of Rett's Roost. Um, and I could talk and talk, but I didn't know if you have, you know, specific questions that you want to ask about the organization or about my healing process for myself and then how I help others heal. Definitely. Yeah. Thank you, Dina. That is,
0: thank you so much for sharing Mm -hmm. your story. It's um, I, I'm definitely teared, tearing up just, you know, thinking about your journey and the strength, um, that you and Thanks. Jim have carried with you. And now, I mean, I was thinking about one of the blogs i I tend to follow your blog and, mm-hmm. and I remember you've written and a few times it's very clear in your mission as you just shared, um, but that you really felt a calling to, um, to yes, help and support, um, and, and donate money, but, but to really spread this ripple of health and healing Mm -hmm. to other people and to heal yourself, continue to heal yourself through healing others and their families. Um, so that is, that takes such a, to me, that takes such a unique person and soul to be able to do that. Um, and so your strength is tremendous. Thank you for sharing your light with, with us. Um, I I do. I have a question. So my, my mom is a grief and loss therapist. Mm -hmm. And so I know a little bit about bereavement just from her sharing and, and, you know, just, she's been, she's been doing this ever since I was a teenager. Um, so she Mm -hmm. would share stories and, and just, um, allow, you know, talk to us, me and my brothers about loss in all different capacities. Um, however, um, I've never experienced the kind of loss that you and Jim have experienced. So what, what was what was that like for you and i know it's a hard to probably bottle up or put into words even sure. um but i'm curious to know like did you it sounds like you kind of moved through with this tremendous grace of like the so core awareness of yes we we want to do something um i i do feel like i have something to give mm-hmm. um and did you feel angry did you find yourself um yeah what was that what was the raw experience like for you and sure. then what helped you move through that
1: yeah so um you know, during Rhett's treatment, uh, my husband Jim—he's a writer. He's very, very good with words, and I think uh, that, you know, helped capture our community when we were when we mm. were going through it. Um, I, I write well, but not as not as good as him. But, um, uh, you know, we would both post things um, on social media, and. You know, a lot of people can be really private when they're going through something like this. And Jim and I had conversations about whether we wanted to be private or public. Uh, and we both agreed that we wanted the support from other people. Mm. Uh, and so and so we, we shared a lot um, and we shared both before he, um, he passed and after um, what our emotions were like. And that was um, just getting that out there and getting the the response from people uh was you know that's what helped me keep going so you know sometimes I felt guilty posting something that was so sad uh but at the same time the people who wrote back to me and you know they a lot of people say they that people don't understand and say the wrong things but I got so much of the right thing you Mm. know and uh so that that helped me stay on a positive track um And for some reason, I just felt like I had, you know, been through something like this before. And Mm. and this is strange. And maybe some of your viewers may may not believe in this kind of stuff. But, you know, Jim and I are not religious. We're not we don't follow any particular religion. Uh, Like you mentioned, I have uh, had a yoga practice for uh, 16 years, or, I guess it started in 2000. And, you know, that was kind of my, uh, spirituality mm-hmm. was to, was to, um, go to the yoga philosophy that exists out there and, and to understand that there is uh, suffering, everyone experiences suffering and there's different levels of it, of course, but, um, but it's, it's how you react to that suffering. And uh, so I think between having the support of people who are in my yoga community, but even in the Seacoast, Seacoast community who uh, basically are, are you know, um, they're philosophically I think that we're you know there's a lot of similar minded people around here and um, so that was what was huge and and we found the people that were our big supporters mm-hmm. and we used them you know we weren't afraid to rely on our friends that were telling us you know we'll cook you meals we'll you know if you're here we can talk you know if you need to talk talk to us yeah. um, and cry or whatever and, and, um, and then Everett's memorial you know brought like 300 people yeah. to, to South Church in Portsmouth, and that was you know just being there. You know, I remember standing up on the podium and giving you know just a little eulogy to Everett and Jim by my side, and seeing all those people out there. And we, you know, no one wore black, we told them to wear mm-hmm. colors of the sunset. And oh, I love that. Um, and I didn't cry, I didn't cry up there. And it was like, is there something wrong here? Why am I not crying? So um, I, I thought about that a lot and where that strength came from, and the only thing I can really say is that it was Everett. You know, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was him. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want us to be sad. Yeah. And so, you know, we've we've actually spiritually, we've kind of looked a lot about you know what happens life life after death, and mm-hmm. and um, you know there's a lot of Anecdotal stories out there that I I have to believe now. Yeah, you know I mean, um, and we've seen mediums and they've connected us to Everett and told us you know what a light, happy spirit he is and that mm-hmm. he's great where he is and and so all these things um, helped keep me in the light yeah. um, when amazing. it was a very dark t- dark time. Um, and so, you know, we just we like I said, we held on to our community and um, that's you know, what still we're holding on, we're still holding on to it. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about how our community might be expanding soon, but, yeah. um, there is no doubt that, um, this will always be a place in our hearts where, you know, we just felt completely supported. Yeah. Um, which was, you know, I don't think everyone has that all, all, bereaved parents I know um, you know I'm on bereavement groups online mm-hmm. I've been to a few here and uh, there's one that's held for child loss here on the seacoast um and uh those those groups I find that um not everyone has that kind of support yeah from their family members or their friends and yeah. it's just it makes me so sad when I hear yeah. people who are really suffering through their loss
0: yeah because again I gosh I only imagine like how lonely that experience can feel and mm-hmm. then even more so if you don't if you right. don't feel that strength and community around you mm-hmm. um and that takes a lot of courage that you and Jim I mean it's great that you you really reached out you put yourselves out there in a real raw authentic way mm-hmm. and um in many ways that you were already even before ever it's passing like um helping others heal and just look at their own lives and probably how they mm-hmm. share or don't share and the choices that we do have. So you, you talk about your spirituality and your faith a little bit. Did you feel like you had a strong faith um, before Everett's passing and did you find that it really expanded after? And how I'd love for you also to elaborate a little bit more on um, how you and Jim how your relationship really strengthened because mm-hmm. of this, because I've also heard and witnessed it going completely opposite with parents. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, just to speak to that, that, you know, right after, um, ever died, we, we did have support from, um, a, our hospice center and they said, you know, be careful, look for signs with your partner because uh, it's it's going to be hard because yeah. no one grieves the same way. Yeah, uh, And so um, you have to just respect the way the other person's going through it. Luckily, I feel like Jim and I do grieve pretty similarly. Like he didn't, um, you know, when I said, let's go see a medium at mm-hmm. first, he was like, hmm. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And we went and I thought even after he might have, you know, while we were in it, I was kind of like, I wonder what he's thinking about all this. And we walked out and he was like, that was amazing.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) So, um. How cool that you were both open to that. Yeah. Yeah. And he
1: he was willing to come and and that was great. Um, and so, you know, things like that were, you know, uh, right now he's, he's starting a new job and he, you know, he just really feels like Everett's right there with him, even though it's, you know, it's, it's not related to, to, um, cancer or bereavement, like, like the work I'm doing, he's, you know, he's, he's just, he feels very supported by his son who Mm. I think, um, you know, maybe we needed this to, to really, uh, seal the bond of our relationship, uh, because I don't, I cannot picture life, um, Without Jim now that would be very, very strange um to not you know to suddenly like after what we've been through to suddenly not have that person that we went th- through all this together anymore. Yeah. I think that would be uh, really difficult. and so for us, it was like once this all happened, that just that just brought us even closer. and I've heard that with other couples as well, and I've heard the opposite of yeah, um you know, a mother I know who, um, whose husband kind of just keeps being like, let's get over this, let's move on. Mm. Um, and, and the mother is not ready for that. And she actually wanted to come to one of our retreats and her husband was not interested at all. Uh, and we still tried to, me and one other mother tried to get her to come without him. Mm -hmm. Um, but she didn't feel comfortable doing that. And, um, so, you know, we, you know, we just we, we try to help everyone who's the couples that come to our retreat know that that it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Yeah, and and it is tough for Gemini, and, and we we have tough times where we, um, you know, I think like you said before, did you have anger about the cancer? I think that has come out a little more after. Yeah, um, where things set me off a little bit easier, mm-hmm. and yeah, uh, so you know things like that where sure, there's, there's some difficult times. Um, we may come off on social media, like we're the perfect couple.
0: Uh, uh but yeah. of course there's, you know, yeah. there's,
1: there's times that it's not easy. Um, right. and I feel like I've had, um, you know, a little more trouble, like not being so just getting angry at things that I didn't used to get angry at.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah.
1: that's the, those are all signs of grief. And, yeah, definitely. And, um, and
0: also just being human. Oh yeah. My gosh. Yeah yep yeah definitely so,
1: um so yeah it, it's interesting just you know trying to keep us keep us together we have to maybe work a little bit harder than some other couples um but because of our history and and what we went through together I just feel like um we'll we'll work through whatever we need to work through yeah you know because yeah. <laughs> yeah. nothing is as significant as what we yeah, had to go seriously. through together so
0: yeah Yeah. And the strength that, that can carry through for you. Mm -hmm. Um, so you mentioned retreats and I know that that's a big part of, um, your vision with Rhett's roost. Um, and, and how beautiful it is that you've, I love that word sanctuary, your intention and your mission is creating a sanctuary for families um, who Mm -hmm. struggled with pediatric cancer. So I'd love to hear more about, um, what your healing retreats are like? Sure. Um, are they have they just been around this area, or are they do you yeah. see them like all over? And, and especially as you gear up for a huge life transition, yeah. so yeah, and I'll I'll mention that here too.
1: Uh, so. So our retreats um, last summer, we held two retreats, and that was with the money that we had from our GoFundMe account. So we hadn't done any previous fundraising um, as a as a five hundred one c three at that point. So um, our first two retreats were for families that had a child surviving with cancer, and um, what's unique about Rets Roost is that in both in all of our retreats, they are for families kind of post-cancer. So right now we don't take children that are uh, still have active disease. Mm -hmm. Um, They need to either be stable and on maintenance treatment um, Mm -hmm. where they're, you know, primarily home. They're not, they're not in the, not inpatient at the hospital at all. Um, Or um, are we don't really say the word in remission till after five years. So we've mm-hmm. actually never had a family that says they're in remission um, because all these kids are within five years of treatment. Uh, but a lot of them have no evidence of disease. Oh, okay. So, um, so that's, that's one of our criteria because we don't have medical staff at our retreats. Yeah. Um, and then the other is, is the bereavement piece, which we've been told by several of our bereaved families that, um, that there's really nothing else out, out there, uh, like this for them. Um, and so, uh, that, it, that does make us a little unique because a lot of the camps they have out there for kids with cancer or families or siblings, it's, it's during treatment. Um, mm. you know, the child is, has active cancer. And, um, so, so it's nice that we are uh, kind of have a little niche in the market. Yeah.
0: Definitely. Um,
1: and, uh, I think getting the word out, um, we've been doing okay with that. Um, as far as, you know, f- you know, followers on Facebook or whatever we have, you know, 20 over 2,500 followers on Facebook and, and, um, about 2000 people on our newsletter.
0: That's incredible. So, so that's, yeah, that's beautiful. Pretty
1: good. Um, I'd love to get up to that 5,000 yeah. mark in the next year. That's kind of my goal. And, and, um, and to just keep growing, but, as far as the retreats, um, what they're like, uh, and so as you mentioned, Annie, it's it's all about healing hearts and um, and creating this this place of where they can feel supported by others around them. Uh, and I think we've done a good job with that. So, so last year was, you know, the retreats with the survivors. People were like, "How can you do that after you just lost Everett?" Like less than four months ago, or whatever, or six months. And, um, you know, I needed to be around happiness and and. I did not feel jealousy or anything like that yeah. I, I don't know exactly why but I was with these families and I just was so happy for them mm. I know what they had been through some of them had really extreme treatments um, and you know we didn't even get to that point where the treatments would have gone forever if he had if he had um, if the cancer hadn't grown in his lungs so you know just hearing these stories and what these people go through and, and the anxiety of the scans that they have to await every few months to make sure the cancer hasn't come back and and things like that you know I know that they're they're struggling too and yeah. just because they have lost their child they have that fear constantly mm. um, and so you know so it wasn't like I I was jealous of them it was it was just I was so happy to be with them that they were they were feeling happy that the cancer was not active in their children yeah. at that point yeah Um, and so, uh, you know, and it helped me to sort of hone in what the retreat was going to be like to sort of be, um, in charge and not, not feel like I was so much. A part of it, which was a whole different story this summer when we did the bereavement retreats, where mm-hmm. I was like, "These are my people, and yeah, yeah. I want to actually participate in in the grief circles, and I, you know, I want to be a part of this retreat," which has just been awesome for me to heal too. Mm-hmm. So, so last summer went great, and we had one retreat in uh, Western Mass and one in Elliot, Maine, at um, Shiloh Farm. Oh yeah, which is with um, Jonas. It's Jonas Amberger and and Amy Lynn um fair child fair child I think hamburger yes. <laughs> and um and uh you know they have a great place there and it just continues to grow and they have you know farm animals which was awesome we even brought a, a little pony in to give pony rides for oh, the kids oh that's
0: amazing i hear it's magical there I've oh, been wanting to go check it out it it's is awesome. they
1: have they have big community bonfires all the time so mm-hmm. anyone's invited sort of yeah. thing um and music and and stuff so so that place um we you know hold very warm in our hearts um they reached out to us um jonas was one of my my first yoga teachers ever yeah and um they reached out to us and said you know we want to help with retz roost in some way so they hosted that first or it was our second retreat uh for three families that were um let's see one family lives in rye and then two of the other families were from Massachusetts mm. um all of the kids ages ranged from uh, about three to eight or ten um and they the kids and the families the parents everybody just got along so great there that's amazing I was you know it was a smaller retreat because um Shiloh Farm could only really hold so many people yeah. um and um but they the reason we did it there was I mean they they offered it to us for free which I have to say because it was such a generous thing and we haven't been offered something like that before. I mean, at any other place. No, you know, some people give us discounts, but yeah to use that for free, um, was amazing. And, um, the three families there was, were just, I mean, they just bonded so beautifully and they still stay in touch. And, um, and I follow all these kids and, and I have to say that for the survivor retreats last, that we had last year, um, all the kids are still doing really well. Cancer has not come back to any of them. And, and, um, so that makes me happy and I, and I love following their stories. Uh, and so, um, As, you know, basically the way I operate now at Rhett's Roost is that we run retreats in the summertime Mm -hmm. and then in the winter I try a big push for fundraising Mm -hmm. and and then we can have retreats again in the summer. So that's how last year looked, um, the two retreats in the summer and then I did two fundraisers in the fall. Um, I I got some great help from um, a woman from, uh, she actually was part of the Green Alliance, um, Geo Ultra Ultra Thermal. Uh, okay. Melissa Aho, and she helped us run the whole spooktacular event. Oh yeah, um, Stratum. Yeah, and um, she was amazing and great help, and um, also someone who just reached out and said, "I want mm. I want to be a part of this." Yeah, um, we didn't we didn't reach out to her necessarily, and um, and then the other one was the gala dinner, which was also at Shiloh Farm, mm. and um, that was also kind of a magical evening yeah. as well. I have um, I have really good um, you know memory. From that night. And um, and so, you know, we made enough over the course of the winter to host three retreats this summer. So we upped amazing. it by one.
0: That's awesome, Dina.
1: Yeah. And um, so we've had two so far this summer, and they were both bereavement retreats. Mm. So um our next one is on Labor Day weekend, that'll be again for survivors. Yeah. Uh but the bereavement retreats were um, you know, where that was just so important to me and i felt like i could actually be a part of them a little bit yeah. and to to it sounds weird but to actually heal myself while healing others and um, doesn't sound
0: weird at all yeah it yeah. was like this I is what I intended amazing. to do yeah
1: um and it made me think you know do I want to be doing just bereavement retreats mm-hmm. or what but I think I'm, I'm excited for the for the survivor one on Labor Day weekend and we'll and and um you know I kind of like just being this this place for people to come post-cancer yeah to, yeah. to get back to their lives
0: it's such a beautiful yeah. blend and, and yeah. opportunity
1: yeah and so I didn't really say what happens at retreats but um so I'll just quickly go over kind of what activities we do. Um, like I said, I, I have a background in yoga and teaching yoga, and I took a, the training at Child Light to do children's yoga as well. Uh, so we offer um, you know, sort of an adult um, yoga and meditation, very gentle, um, more therapy, yoga therapy in the morning um, for the adults, and then um, I do one children's yoga class uh, over the course of the weekend, um, and uh, that goes pretty well. as, You know, it's kind of it's more fun, it's, yeah. it's games. I mean, yeah. um, it, it must but bring it also, out so
0: much playfulness and joy
1: for it does
0: and, and families,
1: yeah, and just confidence too. Yeah. Um, which you know, just just being able to. Um, feel comfortable in their own skin and to be able to sort of calm themselves when they they need to. Um, And uh, the other, the other things we offer are um, just other types of therapeutic games and activities like um, music therapy and art therapy. In the summer we contracted Sonatina um, Center, which is in Dover, New Hampshire. Yeah. And um, they came and did our art and music therapy, which was really sweet. Uh, They were wonderful. And, um, So that was great, and then uh, we offer massages and Reiki to the parents. Mm. Uh, So we've had, you know, basically mostly it's been volunteers who come um, that are massage therapists that come to our retreats and offer their time and energy, uh, and and give these massages to whoever many of the parents that want them or teens who want them. That's incredible. And then the last piece, uh, well, not even the last piece, but one one piece that we offer is uh, family portraits. Oh, wow. And um, this is something that a lot of the families have said, you know, we haven't had time or money for this sort of thing at all. So the professional photographer, her name's Caitlin, she, uh, I went to high school with her. Um, She reached out after Everett died. And and she has been... um, one of the people that has been really supportive to me and Rhett's roost, uh, over the last year and a half. And I cannot say enough good things about her. She comes and, um, she lost her mother to cancer. Um, and she just has this softness and angel- angelic quality about her. And she is fun with the families and she knows what to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. she's not afraid to ask about their child who's passed. Yeah. You know, some people don't know if, you should ask, right. and Dance I should say that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, in most cases, people want to hear their child's name. They yeah. know the child isn't here anymore. You're not going to remind them. Right. You know, if right. you, if you bring up some tears, tears are not bad. Yeah, but um, that's something where, like, I'll see somebody that I haven't seen necessarily since Everett died and they don't mention it and mm. it's like all you had to do is it's almost say more sorry more awkward
0: or more it yeah, is, yeah it is and Clearly. I feel
1: bad that they don't know that the, the right thing to do is is to say I'm sorry about Everett how are you doing yeah um you know uh you don't there's there's a lot of like what you do and don't say and and it's quite easy to find that on the internet Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) right so if you know you're gonna see me and you like
0: you know and this is past now it's been a year and a half but like still um but it's a good point because I do think you know um of course it's it's a it's just an uncomfortable um Subject for for a lot of people, and then and then of course they're thinking about it. But it's almost like that elephant in the room. You might right. and and if it triggers something for you or brings something up for you, um, you know, I'm saying not you, Dina, but right, like just right. the other person. Like sometimes it's more that they don't know how to handle their own. So it's yeah. But I I'm glad that you brought this up on this because okay. for any any listeners out yeah. there, you know, it, yeah. it is it's important to think about. It's I mean, yeah. they
1: you know, it's not a common thing to to lose a child, and um. So, you know, there, you know, I feel like now I I run into a lot of bereaved parents Mm. and I don't know. And I just, I didn't know them before. Yeah.
0: So, um, we've opened up this channel of again, healing and then probably have invited more people to feel more open to share because of what you and Jim have created and shared. Totally. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, um, it's, it's just, it's an interesting topic and we talk about it a lot at our bereavement retreats. And like I said earlier, where our community, I felt like did say so many right things yeah um some of the families that have come have told me these horror stories of people just saying the absolute wrong thing or just best friends who won't even acknowledge the child that you know are obviously no longer best friends um with (laughs) with the parent but it's it's um it's tough because i know you know some people just don't know what to say and i know it's not they're not being it's not me. doesn't mean they're bad people Not at all. Yeah. It's, it's just something that um, you don't learn yeah. because it's not very
0: common. No, so. no, definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, and you're giving people an opportunity to look at that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. So you mentioned the retreats and I know, you also you have a, another really awesome event coming oh, up yeah. in September. So September 18th, the Superhero 5K. Yes. Um, do you want to do a little shout out about that? Yes, I'd love to. Thank okay. you for bringing it up. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah so um, like I said, we we like to do our retreats in the summer and then the fundraisers in the uh, fall and, and maybe another one we'll do over the winter. But um, this this fall, we're, we're doing a Superhero 5K and Kids Fun Run. It's at Throwback Brewery in, in Northampton. Which is awesome. Um, I just went
0: there recently that place is amazing yes it's
1: great um the two women that own it have been really wonderful in opening their doors to us um and uh supporting us in this in this big event which we're hoping brings close to 500 people um to run and also just um the thing about it is it's not just a race. So um, if you have a kid, but you're not a runner and your kid wants to just be in the fun run or even just to come to the brewery, um, we'll be there'll be a band, um, Toto Bien, who plays a lot at the Portsmouth Farmer yes. Market. They're going to be there, and um, and uh, we have a magician who's going to be walking around. We have uh, some superheroes that are attending. Nice. Uh, and a photo booth, and so there'll be photo opportunities to be with, um, you know, your favorite superhero sort of thing. That's great. <laughs> um, and uh, and then we also have a fundraising piece to it. So this is sometimes people get a little confused. So, um, yes, the fun, you know, we're fundraising by um, having registrations for the race. But mm-hmm. um, you can also start a fundraising page online, which is not everyone's favorite thing to do. I understand that. Um, and, you know, sometimes you feel like you you don't want to be asking constantly for money for things. And and so if you just want to sign up, that's totally fine. But we also have a, pa- a place where you can um, start a little web page for yourself. You can put a picture of your child up there or yourself and your story. There's there's one woman who, who beat cancer herself, and she's, you know, she's she wants to support our organization, and and so she's getting out there to run, um, and That's so awesome. she feels like she can, you know, use that in a way to to um, reach out to her network, and you know, and also just spread the word about Retsrus. So more, yeah. you know, like I said, I really want to get the word out there about our organization and and so this is a way for you to just post a couple times on Facebook maybe send out an email to some friends uh to just see if they want to donate and you know like you hear all the time every dollar counts so um you know even small donations like five twenty five dollars or our favorite twenty two because Rhett Rhett Passed on 222 mm. we we tend to um use that as a day you know not of necessarily sadness but or, or a number of sadness because um that's when he stopped suffering and he really was suffering near yeah. the end so yeah. um so for us you know when we see 222 on the clock or yeah. or um it's you know the 22nd of any time you know um we like to uh use any sort of donations it's like oh give us 22 yeah. dollars, or I love or that. um you know so that's that's kind of so I mean, magic thing. attached to that and yeah. lightness. I, yeah. I
0: see twenty two a lot too, Dina. And now I'm really? going to be. Now I'm <laughs> going to think about all of you as yeah, well. That's yeah, that's great.
1: It's. Um. It was interesting when he passed on that day because it was a number. You know that number actually popped up a lot for me before I even had Everett it. Mm. Um, and and for a couple of my friends too and and so it's kind of I looked into it a little bit and there's you know numerology there's a lot of um there's a lot of stuff behind that and uh so this is like kind of considered one of the angel numbers the two 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 uh and so our kind of our motto for Rett's Roost is is to love to live to heal yeah um so with twos instead of to yeah and uh you know so So that's kind of uh, a fun way to donate. So if you have $22, it's very easy. If you don't want to start a team, you can just donate to one of the existing teams. Um, And so, you know, our website... um which was done by a group called Genius Switch. Um, they did an amazing job. I haven't really um, sh- given a shout out to them in a while because it's been up for a while now. But last year they they donated their time to create our website, and it is beautiful.
0: I was just looking at it yeah, again. Just, I love you know, it. The other day, and it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. there's
1: lots of. Um, and then the woman that does our family portraits, Caitlin, that I mentioned, um, you know, she's captured a lot of photos that we've been able to put on the website. So it's it's a very colorful website with beautiful photographs. And um, and it's eye-catching
0: and should be pretty easy to navigate I hope yeah it is um, yeah and, and I so, love that it's layered with the community like yeah. who supported you so immensely yes and and
1: so to get there it's it's Retsroost.org. and to find out about the 5k you just you can scroll down on the home page you'll see a little ad for it or you can go to events and and that'll show you the 5k too um, and and on that page you can you can fund you can donate you can fundraise you can register for the race or register your child um, and and you can also volunteer, so you don't have to run. You can volunteer. That's awesome. Yeah,
0: that's so great. Yeah. I I wish it. I wish you all like, tremendous success with that, and Thank I hope you. to be there as well. Thank I can't you. Can't wait. And I yeah. and
1: let me just continue with that. Um, so uh, just I, I mentioned earlier that we have some big news, and and you may have you know if you follow my blog, I did I did mention it in the last blog post I did, but um, which I don't post too often but when I do it's like a big effort yes so (laughs) a big effort for you
0: with your writing you mean or just like yeah like I have to really
1: force myself to sit down and do it even though you know, once I do it kind of spills out of me. Yeah. But when just actually that motivation to do it is well, yeah. is tough.
0: And you also have a lot. I want I want you also to share. You'll probably share in this this little blurb here, okay. but the, the tremendous light that's in your life right now. Yes. Um so anyway, okay, keep going, Dina. <laughs> uh yeah. So um
1: So we, you know, ever since Jim left his job, whenever it was, was in the hospital, um, you know, it's, it's been a little bit of a struggle for us, um, to sort of, you know, I wanted to start Rhett's Roost. I didn't want to go to back to UNH and, you know, Jim is very passionate about the work he does, which is in sports writing. And, um, and I, you know, we both wanted him, we both want to be really happy with our jobs, you know, you know, quality you know it's it, for us it's more important that quality of life is 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 on top and not just money (laughs) yeah yeah. so I I get that from him because I'm exactly the same way and so he really really worked hard over the last year to um, find a position that you know would make him happy and um, I'm really happy to say that he he did get that um, and it's quite the perfect job for him Mm -hmm. Um, it's um, he's going to be editor-in-chief at a a online magazine called fan sided so you can check that out too if you're interested in sports at all but he's an excellent writer and and, um and even non-sports people like reading his writing um that's great because he's very funny and and usually writes um fictional stories sports stories oh that's fun <laughs> so that's great yeah, a yeah. Different so it, twists, it? Uh, so um the the sad part of this is that um the job itself is in chicago uh and so we are going to be uh moving out there and actually jim left yesterday on the 22nd mm. of oh, wow. august uh to um to head out there and start his job and it's a very exciting time for us but also very scary uh we did not necessarily want to leave this place ever. Um, yeah. When we got married, it was like boy, this is where we want to live forever, mm. uh, and um, this is just you know it just shows us that life you can't really predict it. Yeah, and um, and so and I, I try not to you know hold on to what I think the future is going to be, mm. and yeah. and so I feel like I've done really well. Like this is something um, you know I, I try not to hold on to the past too much and. You know, it's like live in the present. Right. Yeah. So. um, So that's what I'm trying to do right now. And um, as far as Rhett's Roost goes, my goal is to actually uh, we're going to do the fundraiser and then I will move out to Chicago for all of the winter. And I'm going to come back for a month next summer and run two retreats back here. Oh, wow. And, you know, if I can talk about the future a little bit, you know, our our dream would be to own our own retreat center. And um, it would be beautiful if we could have a place to come in the summertime in New Hampshire. Yes. Um, where we, you know, our community is that we love, um, but also to create this community in the Midwest as well and and to have support there. So we're just growing the organization.
0: It's beautiful and see it really expand yeah and, and touch so many lives. yeah, because cancer's
1: everywhere yeah. and um, you know we never really thought of ourselves as just a local organization. Uh, I do get where that comes from. I mean we live we lived here and um, our most of our fundraising comes from here. but now you know we've opened the doors for hopefully some bigger funders mm-hmm. uh, you know um, in, a, in a big city. And so that's, you know, that's the goal is to eventually be able to purchase land and kind of or, or an existing retreat center that we can make our own. Yeah, because it's right now it's like I'm scrambling always to find the perfect place where yeah. families can have a private room mm-hmm. and their own bathroom and we can still have at least five families in the place. So and and then cost is always, um, it, you know, something to consider, too. Yeah. So if we had our own place, I feel like, a, you know, and that's the that's the five to 10 year plan, I think, for us. For I our love tourist. that. You
0: know, I was thinking, you know, <laughs> one of my questions in my head, earlier you know as I I always prepare questions and then just kind of see where it flows um but I was thinking like well what what is your biggest you know grandest vision with Red Roost and I love that you just shared that and I totally believe it's possible I mean look at what you have done in just the last two years so it's beautiful And um, I'll just also mention, as
1: as you mentioned, the other the other light in our life. Um, so I haven't said this yet, and it's hard to believe I haven't mentioned her. But um, we did have um, Rhett's little sister le- last March came to us, and and um, we named her Everly Jane, and um, she's almost six months now, mm-hmm. and she's quite vibrant and healthy. And um, although we always thought Everett looked really healthy too, so that's that's yeah, you his, know, that's something yeah he he really did glow and despite being so sick um but we you know she is just making us feel so happy and Jim even leaving yesterday while I'm here for another month he just can't believe he had to he had to say goodbye to his little daughter and yeah and head out there um but it's it's you know when we look back it's gonna be totally worth it um that he did this but uh so so she's just been quite amazing at healing us oh my gosh um, I can only imagine just giving us smiles all the time she's yeah. just quite the little um we call her a feather fairy because she's oh, very tiny that. yeah <laughs> light yeah. and um
0: and uh she's just total sweetheart so she is a sweetie she's so beautiful inside and out thank you were you were you scared um I mean I imagine it brought up fears having another child Dina.
1: Yeah, it did. Uh, Not as much as I thought, but I hear it from other mothers a lot. Um, For me, it was like there was no question I wanted to be a mother. And so it was soon after that I um, I just decided to get pregnant again. Yeah. Or we tried to try to get pregnant again. And we were lucky that it was not too difficult. Yeah. Uh, And so um, so, you know, during the pregnancy, I, you know, I, I I, felt really good. I felt really positive about this life I was creating mm. and um, that this would never happen to us again, although I have heard tragic stories of mm. people losing more than one child. Mm. Um, we did have genetic testing done to show that uh, our next child, you know, the chances of her having the same cancer as Everett are, you know, 0.0001%, yeah. yeah. um, so that isn't really... Uh, a worry of mine. but we do tend to be you know really particular with the type of clothing she wears and the Mm. toys she's putting in her mouth and and just being you know having some awareness around what you know what kind of um things out in our environment create cause cancer yeah and you know they say that with childhood cancer it's usually very much um just a bad luck thing there's like a gene mutation that Mm -hmm. happens and it has nothing to do with environmental factors yeah they really have no idea yeah um and for me, who I, I lived a pretty clean life, and yeah. I didn't understand why my child, you know, would mm. have cancer. Um, and they told me it was nothing I did. Yeah. And I have to believe them that it was nothing I did wrong. So have to, Yeah. now, like, you know, I think about it, you know, what I'm putting in my body and how that's gonna affect my child. And mm. um, I think about it, but I try not to put too much um, concern over yeah. every little thing because I could become completely neurotic just <laughs> trying yeah, to like avoid every little fear. chemical
0: in our environment yeah so. yeah it's amazing Dina your approach and your ability to really step back and recognize the choices you have with mm-hmm. with you know choosing to gosh like you know and and be victim to stuff that you've gone through um which is totally fine too to go through a phase like that but the ability to ride through it and just be as you said earlier really present um is just remarkable and and also not only the presence but the choice to um To see the joy and the positivity in it um, because I imagine choosing to have another child did bring up so much emotion. But your intuition, we talked about intuition a few times before we even hopped on the podcast, but then even in this, um, I love that you have you just seem to really have have learned to recognize your intuition and trust yourself in Mm -hmm. that and um, let it be um, along with Rhett's presence and Mm -hmm. spirit and energy, a guiding force for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like he is out there just telling me to keep, keep going with life and try not to be afraid. Just like the fear that comes up and, you know, with so many people, um, I try not to, to let that rule my, my life and what, and what I do. And, and that, um, you know, I know I'll see him again someday. Like yeah. that's, that's kind of like what I have to hold on to is that he's here. His, his energy is around me yeah. and, and you know, he'll come to me in a dream or whatever. And that's like, that feels mm. great to wake up and be like, Oh, you know, there was, there was an owl there. There was Everett. I mean He's, he's kind of like this persona of an owl. I didn't mention that, but mm-hmm. that's why we have the owl logo for Rett's roost. Um, but um, yeah, just you know, knowing that His presence is all around, and and just trying to stay present, and and feeling my intuition, and and um, and trying to be as positive as I can. Um, you know, I don't know, really know wh- where that's coming from, but all I can do is say that you know He's He's behind it a yeah. little bit, yeah. and I, I like to believe that, and and it keeps me going, and and um, you know, I hope that. The way I've handled my grief can be an example to others. Uh, there's there's a, a man I follow um, who lost his um, first daughter, uh, then his wife, then his one of his sons to cancer. Um, and oh my gosh! He just ha- his name's Tom Zuba, mm-hmm. Z-U-B-A, and he um, just has a very positive attitude about what grief should be about and uh so i you know he's he's someone i mo- try to model after um and uh i try to surround myself with other bereaved families or parents that are um, trying to take this, this positive route. And the people who have come to our bereavement retreats, that's why they're coming, yeah. you know, yeah. they, they want that. it, yeah. they are seeking it. And um, they are willing to, you know, I've found that they're willing to participate in everything we offer them. You know, we had this, uh, one of my friends, Kate, who came and did Reiki um, at the last retreat, and every parent decided to do it. And that was the first time where everyone was like, okay, I'll try Reiki. Yeah. Um, and, uh, cause you know, a lot of people don't even know what it is. And yeah. it's, you know, it's this energetic healing technique to, to clear stagnant energy in the, in the chakra system or, or, um, in, in you know, in the nervous system. And so basically, you know, there was like one dad, and he was like, "What is this I don't think I need to do it." Mm-hmm. And actually he um his his husband actually said, "You know, I think you should give it a try." And he went in there and he came out and he was like, "Wow, now that, that was cool. All right, you know That's and awesome. That's so great. um yeah, so just getting them to try these things mm-hmm. um you know, and then another mom who tried it on the same retreat was like, I need to find someone down near me to, to, to go to Reiki because this just sort of like rocked my world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so things like, um, energetic treatments, um, or, or those types of healing have been more important to me than, um, say therapy, like mm-hmm. traditional therapy. Yeah. Although we did have a therapist come on our, uh, both of our bereavement retreats, um, to talk with the couples or, or to, to a single parent and, and um, that actually went well too. And and uh, I just, for me, I went to a couple therapy sessions and I think I just haven't found the therapist like my therapist. Yeah, yeah. And maybe I will in Chicago and, and, uh, you know, I, I do believe in that sort of, um, work to, mm-hmm. to, to, um, actually talk through, but I, I get it in my writing. I feel like I get to express myself that way. And, um, and with my, my friends, yeah, you know, definitely so. you,
0: you've really supported or surrounded yourself with just such a beautiful community where you're able to share and process that stuff out loud already. So that's beautiful. That's awesome. So Dina, what do you, what do you do for yourself when you are, let's say just having a really rough day and, Mm -hmm. um, how do you nourish your, your soul?
1: So, um, you know, I would say the hardest thing for me, um, physically is, is actually getting good sleep. So I, I'm, A chronic and you know insomnia like all the time and um so that's that's one thing where I feel like very depleted and um so you know as you know as I was going through my healing and I would have nights where I, I couldn't sleep um I think that is where I need to put a lot of my effort and like how I'm gonna sleep well so um so I found that The best thing for me is is to make a very specific bedtime, yeah, (laughs) And and wake time. So things like sleep, uh, food also was a huge part of my healing. And we, we offered a nutrition class at the first retreat. Um, and it can go either way, whether people care about the food they put in their bodies. But for me, um, you know, just having that yoga background and the Ayurveda that, that, um, that science of, of yogic science of, of, uh, healing, um, you know, I found that I needed very nourishing, whole cooked f- heavy foods. Mm-hmm. So I'm not afraid to eat things that are very rich. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like I needed to ground myself. And, and so with the type of food I ate, that was, that was really important. And then the other thing that I did to, um, to really heal was, um, was bring a, a more of a meditation practice. So I, you know, as far as, uh, yoga postures or asana goes, I, I kind of have put that aside a little bit, especially with the baby. I mean, I was practicing during my pregnancy, but not quite to the level that I have practiced, practiced in the past. And, and when Rhett got sick, I, I obviously couldn't do as much. Um, and so, um, with like meditation and, and different pranayama or breathing techniques, um, that also became part of my daily practice. And, and what I would do would be, I would, I would meditate, I would, um, do the ceremony that we did at rhett's memorial which is kind of to call the four directions and and the uh, spirits to come join me in my meditation and and um and I would do that. And then after the meditation, um, and breathing, I would, I would actually, uh, write in a journal and I'd write a letter to Everett. Oh, that's
0: amazing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it was like, you know, just telling him what was happening, (laughs) even though he knows, but, um, you know, it was, it was, um, I have these journals now, um, Mm. just two of them that are full and, and, uh, Oh, just letters to him. Yeah, um, that's beautiful. So that's you know we tried to also do a writing workshop at our um, bereavement retreats, mm-hmm. and people are afraid to to mm. express themselves yeah. and, and on paper. Um, there was there was one dad who was really into it. Um, and uh, instead of that, we ended up writing a song, um, with our music therapist. So oh,
0: that's a that's beautiful that yeah. you know you could transition it into that or tra- yeah, you know, let that that way so yeah great,
1: he and Jim were like pretty active in in coming up with the lyrics to a song and um but I hope to have more writing workshops at future retreats because yeah. you know even if you you don't have to be a good writer no one's reading it
0: I know isn't <laughs> it amazing how that can be such a block for people yeah, though I mean including yeah. myself at times where it's like oh yeah this is this is just this is really for me <laughs> this right, is not, right. no one's judging it or reading <laughs> yeah, it yeah exactly so yeah I love that you share that you you have journals filled with letters to mm-hmm. to everett mm-hmm. um because i was thinking earlier as you're kind of talking about just feeling his presence around in his spirit and yeah. even going to the mediums like do you find yourself talking to him do you, yeah. oh yeah we talk yeah, to him all the, the time. time and
1: yeah. um his nickname i mean we always called him mr man oh <laughs> or just man and man and, and so you know jim and i will you know we'll just say silly things of like oh that must have been man like you know the light switched off or whatever <laughs> you know something funny happened where you think it's a sign uh, you know yeah, and so, that's, so great. Oh, that's, that's man yeah he's around and um and you know I guess the the big signs we get from him you know would be like a beautiful sunset or yeah. hearing an owl um uh just feathers or big ones yeah that we that we try to find and and um You know, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other big ones that we get from him, but, you know, spirits can be really playful and Mm. they can play tricks on you and they can hide things yeah, you know, so when we went to the medium you know, we didn't know what to look for necessarily, but now, now we do. And, um, I, I really, you know, I recommend, um, seeing a medium to anyone who has lost, whether it's a child or, or just a parent or someone really close to you, um, I went to a show and the shows are okay. Mm. I feel like for the average person, but you don't, you sometimes, if you don't get called on, you yeah. sometimes leave feeling like bummed.
0: Yeah. A little disappointed. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, but, um, but I've, you know, I've seen several different mediums and I've never had a bad experience. Yeah. You know, You're, they're not going to come through to tell you something bad that's going to happen. That just, as far as mediumship goes, I
0: think they, they, kind of avoid that kind of stuff it comes from a real place of of just love from yes. what I have experienced and heard too. Yeah. So yeah. yeah,
1: it's really pretty cool stuff. So, you know, you can you don't you can go in there being a skeptic and you might leave still feeling skeptical, but um the families that we had a medium at our bereavement retreats and and the families all came away with some little nugget of mm. of like, wow, well maybe, you know, that was really them talking to this person and and giving us this
0: message. Yeah. Um, and no one left feeling, you know, worse. Right. Right, not not <laughs> more scared happen. or yeah. yeah anything, yeah. I would imagine it just heightens the awareness to see yes. things, as you said, like just uh, shift the perspective on mm. on signs or what might be around, um, right? Right, and as little messages. And-
1: yeah, because there's you know we're just these humans that like have very limited perception of what the you know the what's around in the world around us and nature and all those things so um you know I think I think energetically I want to be able to be more open to that Mm. I think before Everett came around I I was not open to those sort of things and that sort of like blew me open was like wow there's this world out there that I don't understand and I I want to believe that it's there yeah I, I don't
0: You know, so that's um, amazing. Yeah. So, so many gifts Mm -hmm. in the midst of such heart. Heartache. It's so, true. It's yeah. true.
1: That's what I try to seek is is where are these pieces of wisdom that I'm gaining mm-hmm. throughout my life. And you know, I, I have to say, like again, as far as friends always saying the right thing, but everyone in our family also has been extremely supportive through this. Um, all of the grandparents. Rhett was the only grandchild, and so he was very um coveted by everybody. Yeah. And yeah. um and uh, so that was really hard losing him, mm. just not free necessarily just me, but, um, my parents and Jim's parents as well. And, um, and, and also our siblings. And so, um, you know, with Evie coming into the world, it's, it's been, you know, she's, she's still now she's the only grandchild here. And, and, uh, so, you know, it's, it's just, I don't know. Our family has just been really great through that's all of it. And and so we're we're leaving half of them here in, mm. in New Hampshire. Yeah. Um which does mean that we'll be back for lots of visits. Yes. Um, and um and that's that's really tough. Um and uh but we do have some family in the Midwest as well. So um and we all, I also know a few bereaved parents out there already. So, um, you know, I, I feel very optimistic about this move and I think it's going to be good for us. And although it's scary, it's, it's, I'm always up for adventure and change. I've
0: always been a person who loves change. So, That's awesome. so yeah. um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be great. It's exciting. It's like a whole new chapter and, yeah. and to see how it, unfolds and opens up Mm -hmm. um, with such dreams that seem very much close to reality, Dina. It's beautiful. I hope so. Thank you so much for taking this time, especially during such a big transition happening right now. Mm, Um, Thanks. I'm really I'm really grateful that we got to connect and do this.
1: Me too. Thanks for recognizing that. And and um, I really just I mean this is an honor to to be asked to do something like this. And I, you know, I'm so grateful to be able to get the word out about you know what what grieving the loss of a child is like, but also just about our organization and um, you know the fact that childhood cancer is is actually not as rare as people think, and it's actually very um, there's there's a lot of um, side effects that come for the children who do survive and then there's a lot of children who don't survive and, yeah. and people need to know this because cancer is not just a disease that affects adults mm, yeah which is what we hear a lot of and right. and um and just a little shout out for next next month september is actually childhood cancer awareness month and that's why we chose to do the race oh yeah thank you for sharing that yeah so um so the color usually is a gold ribbon mm. and um you know even if you're not going to support Rett's roost if you feel like research is more important um you could always reach out to me and i can give you some amazing organizations that you could donate to um and uh just you know just remember the children it's not all these smiling happy bald kids it's yeah you know some of the some of the things that these kids go through are so painful and sad yeah. and, and difficult and they're so brave to do it mm. just amazing yeah
0: brave and the families too. Yes. And all the parents yes, and exactly. siblings. So Dina, you mentioned getting in touch with you. What is the best way to get in touch with you if someone wanted to sure. support Rett's Roost or yeah. find out more information from you?
1: Yeah. So the website is rettsroost.org. And, um, and my email is RetsRoost at gmail.com. So, awesome. um, and I'll spell ret for you cause people like to add an H, but oh, there's no yeah. H. Um, it's R E T T S and roost R O O S T. Uh, and um, yeah, please do reach out. Um, I always love hearing stories of, you know, people who have been inspired by us or um, have been through a similar experience. And um, so uh, I'd love to get to know anyone who who um, has has understood kind of what we've gone through and, and wants to be a part of what we're doing.
0: Awesome. Thank Thanks. you so much, Dina. And I wish you so much love and light on Thank your you big transition. You and, too. and look forward to staying in touch. Okay. Thanks so Thank much. Thank you.